<laughs> what up, yo? Welcome in. This is the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Mark Shanna. Today is Tuesday, September 10th. Today's show is going to be week two waiver wires. Who are we going to pick up? Who are we putting on our teams? Who are we looking at this week? What quarterbacks are we going to stream? What defenses could we stream? Week one is in the books. Oh my gosh. We had two Monday night games. And the first one was Houston and Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints. And man, was that a game. Came out kind of flat and was worried that the Saints were just, ugh. And then they came back and were up. And then we almost had another referee blow the game. They call a late penalty. They call a, a roughing the kicker after the Houston Texans. Kymie Fairbain misses the extra point. They call roughing the kicker. Let Houston kick again. It was a tie game at that time with, I don't know, what, a minute or so left. He makes the extra point. Houston goes up by one. And guess what? That was enough time for Breeze to go down the field and for the Saints to kick the field goal and win the game. That was a fun game to watch. And then you had the second game. That was the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders. That was a great game. I'm a big Raider fan, so I was happy to see that. They came out strong, looked great. Josh Jacobs was amazing. I had a lot of fun. It was uh, in my in my money league, my work league, We I was down 50 points. I think I had like 75 points that my um, my team had, and, I, and the guy that I was going against, he had 125. And all his guys were done for the night, and I had... DeAndre Hopkins and Josh Jacobs left, and I I text my buddies is like, hey, what's the chance I have to uh, to you know put up put up a a good game and possibly win this win this week one matchup? And one of my buddies is like, oh, you need forty points from Hopkins, and you know that was right after Hopkins scored his first touchdown. Then he got a second touchdown. He had over hundred yards. So Hopkins did his part, and then Jacobs came through for me. Oh, I was so happy to see that. I love that kid. Wearing my jersey all day, and it was just one of those methodical games. I mean, I was just cheering yard by yard. I mean, it was down to the last minute, basically, and I ended up winning by .62 points, which is six yards. Jacobs ended up getting six more yards than I needed, and I pulled out a week one victory. It was so much fun. I was pumped. I'm running around work. I worked last night. It was just running around work with a smile on my face. It was just so energetic, just so pumped. That was cool. It's it's nice when your NFL team wins, and then you also win in your fantasy matchups. It's That's just the best. So real quick, I want to kind of give this a little pep talk. So we just finished week one, right? And if and if you won, fantastic, great. You know, I'm, I'm there with you. But don't take a victory lap. Don't rub it in everybody's face. You know, and then on the other side, if you lost, please don't panic. Don't go on tilt. It's just week one. Week one of fantasy football can be very fluky. There can be a lot of outliers in week one. What do I mean by this? Some players have monster games and everybody goes out and picks them up off of waivers. And then you never hear about them again. For example, last year, 2018, running back Isaiah Crowell. Cleveland Browns, he had 10 rushes for 102 yards and two touchdowns. That's 22.2 points. Kind of disappeared after that. Uh, Also, tight end Jared Cook of the Oakland Raiders last year. Nine receptions for 180 yards. That was 22.5 points. Then he he disappeared for like the next three games. 2017 running back Mike 
Gillisley of the New England Patriots, 15 rushes for 45 yards and three touchdowns, 22 and a half points. Then he was nowhere to be found. Also again, 2017, tight end Austin Hooper of the Atlanta Falcons, two receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. That was 19, 19 and a half points. And then he didn't turn into anything, I think, for like the next six, seven weeks. So don't overreact. We're going to talk waiver wires. We're going to talk through this a little bit today. Kind of go over some guys to target, guys that have um, value all season long, not just for this next week. So, hey, we had a giveaway. I, uh, I want to say congratulations. Sierra, you're the winner of the, the signed Michael Thomas jersey. Congratulations. I'll be getting that out to you soon. Calling all Charger fans. We're having a new knockout giveaway. Charger fans, we're giving away a signed Keenan Allen jersey this time. Visit the site, fantasyknockout.com, click that giveaway tab, submit your entries to win. That giveaway is going to end on October 20th, so we have plenty of time. Make sure you get those in. It's going to be uh, it's a nice-looking jersey. Um, I got it under lock and key, hiding it from the wifey, because if she finds it, she will literally burn it and destroy that thing. She does not want it in the house. I got it under. It's safe. It's safe, okay? Nothing's going to happen to it. Uh, but one lucky winner is going to have a nice autographed Keenan Allen jersey. It looks it looks pretty sweet, you know, and that's coming from a Raider fan. You know what? Let's get into the news. News and views. All right, to start it off, we had some major injuries happen. Uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. He was taken to the hospital to rule out a uh, to rule out a potential medical complication from his orthopedic injury he uh, injured his collarbone they say he's going to miss a few weeks and surgery is not needed so that's good news but collarbone that's uh you know shoulder that's that's some time that's not just a week or two that's that's a few weeks it's like a month so that boo that gives a bump to sammy watkins owners who had a monster game um you know right now if you want to trade Watkins, go for it. See what you can get out there. Get equal or better value um, or hold, you know, because Hill will be back. But, you know, see if you can capitalize on Watkins' monster week. He was the knockout uh, week one fantasy knockout. So uh, quarterback Pat Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, he limped off in the first half during the game after his ankle got caught up between tacklers. He was able to return to play and play through it. Not going to miss any time, but, you know, ankle, you just don't know. So we'll monitor that. But Pat Mahomes should be good to, good to go. Wide receiver Devin Funches of the Indianapolis Colts. He was placed on season-ending injured reserve. He had a collarbone break. There was a lot of collarbones <laughs> snapping this past week. Running back Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. His coach, Zach Taylor, said he has an ankle sprain. Looks to be like a low-grade sprain after getting rolled up on. So they're saying, um, you know, if he misses time, it'd be maybe a week or two. Maybe they give him the rest, make sure he comes back healthy. Um, But he should probably be good to go uh, in week two. We'll keep monitoring that. So the next show, we'll talk about that and see if he's on a starter sit. Uh, wide receiver Sterling Shepard of the New York Giants. He's been placed in the concussion protocol. That's not good. So we'll monitor him, see if he's able to play in week two. Uh, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
he's expected to be fine for week two. I don't know if you guys saw it. He kind of tweaked his, um, you know, his ankle. Um, basically, he needed x-rays after injuring his toe late in the fourth quarter. They came back negative, so that's great news. Um, but Juju should, Juju should be good. Running back Darius Geis of the Washington Redskins. He underwent an MRI on Monday and is likely to miss time. This injury is to his right knee, not the one he tore during last year. Um, so he's going to miss some time. So that means Adrian Peterson will be back. Chris Thompson, he's going to be the pass catching back there. I like him a lot. He's going to be one of the main guys we're going to focus on in the waiver wires. Um, but yeah, you could definitely pick up one of the two, depending on what style of running back you need. We'll discuss that later on. Quarterback Nick Foles of the Jacksonville Jaguars will be placed on injured reserve. He broke his collarbone. Jacksonville also acquired quarterback Josh Dobbs from the Steelers in exchange for a fifth-round pick uh, of the 2020-2020 fifth-round pick. So Foles is out. That hurts Jacksonville. I think that bumps some of the receivers down. You know, Westbrook, I like him still. Um, But, you know, Fournette, that hurts him a little bit. It just, you know, you're either going to have a backup quarterback. Well, not either. You're going to have a backup quarterback playing there in Jacksonville. And just defenses are going to try and test him. And so um, I lower my expectations for Fournette for this season. That hurts him a little bit. Running back Tevin Coleman of the San Francisco 49ers. He's been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Some others expecting him to miss somewhere in the two to six week range. So that's bad news for Coleman. That's good news for the Matt Burita owners. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Mostert, Rasheem Mostert, may possibly picking him up. Um, wide receiver Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers. He exited the game with a knee injury. Not much news on that yet. So we'll know more next uh, next next episode. Um, and then last quarterback Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. He didn't miss a snap, but he was spotted with his right wrist wrapped after the game. So. Still kind of monitoring this, but uh, that's not good news. He's got the late Monday night game, so we'll talk some streamers. You might want to pick somebody up just in case uh, he's not able to go because you don't want to be stuck without a quarterback Monday night. You know where you can follow the show? You can follow the show on Twitter and on Facebook at Fantasy Knockout and also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Main event. All right, let's kick it off. We have the Thursday night game is Tampa Bay, Carolina. Oh, Jameis Winston did not look good this week. Carolina held their own against the Rams. Uh, I'm thinking Carolina's going to pull this one out. Christian McCaffrey was a stud, ran all over the Rams, had two touchdowns, looked amazing, just like he did last year. So I think Carolina at home with a short week, they're going to pull out a nice game. Tampa Bay's going to struggle most likely. Winston just... I don't know. Maybe it's the new offense he's still struggling, figuring it out. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun Thursday night game. All right, so let's talk some waiver wires. Players to add for week two. So we're going to talk quarterbacks real quick. I'm going to mention one guy. He's 83% owned. So if if he's available in your league, go pick him up because he's going to be a good quarterback. He always finishes top ten, and that is Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. I understand he might be owned in your league, so it doesn't pertain to you. But if he's out there, go pick him up, start him. He threw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, looked fantastic, 
has a much better offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. So, and then the other guy we're going to talk about is Matt Stafford. He's 21% owned. He looked great. He threw for 385 yards and three touchdowns against the Cardinals. Again, only 21% owned. He's actually going to be my streaming quarterback, one of my streaming quarterbacks I'm going to mention. So pick up Stafford if you need a quarterback. If you were disappointed with your guys, feel confident in him. Start him. Tight ends. I only got one guy that really stood out in the yucky, disgusting tight ends this week. And he's 52% owned. That's TJ Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions. He came out and had a great game against the, the Cardinals. Um, the, the Lions showed that, I mean, he showed exactly what he does, what he did in college. Great receiving back, uh, great receiving tight end. Looked amazing. Looked like the part that they drafted, you know, they spent that number one pick on. He looked amazing. So I'm going to be adding Hawkinson or trying to add him in several of my leagues. Um, you know, if you waited on tight end, if you got like a McDonald or something, swap him out for Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson is going to be a, a nice addition to your team. All right, let's talk some wideouts. So I'm going to mention two guys real quick. Um, the first guy is Michael Gallup of the Dallas Cowboys. He's 70% owned. I understand these guys are going to be more heavily owned, but I'm going to mention if they're out there, go pick them up. He looked great this week. Over 100 yards. Looked fantastic. And also, Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's 66% owned right now. He had a monster game. He got, what, eight targets? Looked phenomenal. Carson Wentz and him, they have a rapport there. I think you'll I think you'll enjoy Deshaun Jackson all year long. So if they're available, go get them. Put them on your, your, your waiver list. All right, some other guys. We got Marquise Brown of the Baltimore Ravens. He's about 32% owned. He looked phenomenal. You know, Lamar Jackson had a monster, monster week. And he's going to throw it to somebody. And Hollywood Brown, he just looks like he's the the talented rookie receiver that we thought he was going to be. Look great. He's one of my top uh, wideouts that I'd target. Then also you could do A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. He's about 5% owned right now. So he's <laughs> he's very available. Um, he looked good. Tennessee actually looked pretty decent. Mariota looked better than I thought he would. I guess he's healthy. And, you know, A.J. Brown is a very talented receiver. Way better than Corey Davis. Uh, so if you need help there, A.J. Brown, not a bad pickup. And then this other guy, Jamison Crowder of the New York Jets. He's about 46% owned right now. He had 17 targets. He caught 14 Balls. I mean, that's just that's crazy. In in half point PPR, that's seven points just not a full PPR. That's fourteen points just on rece- on receptions alone. Right now, with Chris Herndon out in New York, Crowder is getting all those short passes. He's he's getting all the targets. Darnold likes to throw those short short passes. Crowder's a nice pickup if he you know. Granted, he didn't go over hundred yards, so. I think he set an NFL record of most receptions without breaking 100 yards. But he's going to get a ton of targets. Pick him up. Put him in your flex. Enjoy the uh, the Edelman-type role that he's going to play. And then next, we got John Ross of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's about 11% owned. Um, he had a phenomenal game. He looked like he's possibly having a breakout season like Tyler Boyd did last year. John Ross looked good. He's electric. 
Um, then I'm going to mention two other guys. John Brown of the Buffalo Bills. He looked good. He looks like the uh, the number one receiver there in Buffalo. Allen and him have a rapport that's, that's working out. Brown's about 50% owned. And then the last guy, Terry McLaurin of the Washington Redskins. Case Keenum and him, man, there's nobody else there to catch it other than the tight end, Vernon Davis. McLaurin, he's going to be the receiver there in Washington. And I have a feeling that Washington's going to be throwing the ball a little bit more than we expected. And McLaurin's only 5% known, so if you need anybody, I'd target some, one of those guys for a receiver. Otherwise, I'd kind of just wait and hold. You know, and when we're talking about picking these guys up, you also got to look at who are you dropping on your team. If you're talking about dropping like a Geronimo Allison or an Anthony Miller or a Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I wouldn't. I would hold on to those guys. They're not worth it. I mean, if you're dropping a Dante Pettis, maybe... Personally, I'd say hold on Pettis, see what see what happens. Um, but you know, you gotta you gotta pay attention to what you're dropping. Don't be dropping something better for these guys just because I said go get these guys. All right, you guys ready to talk some running backs? I'm gonna mention two guys real quick. They are over 75% owned. So just double check, see if they're still out there and still available. The one is Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. He only had four carries, but he had over 70 yards. He looked electric. He looked amazing. He's more of a stash right now. He's going to earn the opportunity eventually, and he's going to be the main running back down the road. So he's more of a second-half season kind of running back. So stash him on the bench. Have him down there. If you need him to play, he's he's worthy of playing. He's a good enough back to play. And then the other guy is LaShawn McCoy of the Kansas City Chiefs. McCoy had a solid game. He had about 80 yards. Looked every part that McCoy looked like two years ago in Buffalo when he was, you know, better. Acclimated to the offense. Short, quick turnaround from Buffalo to Kansas City when he was traded. So McCoy going forward, he's going to get some opportunity there in Kansas City. And the Kansas City running back usually... Puts up solid fantasy points. I'm saying usually. I'm not saying all the time. It's not a guarantee. Because sometimes Andy Reid forgets who he has and just starts ignoring the running back position. We all remember that last year where he just forgot Hunt for about a month. It was very frustrating. But anyways, I'm going on a tangent. So Singletary and McCoy, if they're available, go pick them up. They'd be a priority. This next guy, Chris Thompson of the Washington Redskins. He's about 15% owned. He's my number one target this week. He's the pass-catching back there in Washington. Darius Geis is going to miss a few weeks. So um, Adrian Peterson is going to be the first and second down back. Peterson does not catch the ball. So if you're playing in any kind of uh, PPR format, whether it be half or full, Thompson's the back to own over Peterson. Plus, even when Geis comes back, Thompson will still have standalone value. Thompson's looking like he did two years ago where he was just electric and and catching, what, seven to eight to ten passes a game, putting up a bunch of yards. Thompson's my number one target this week, so put him at you know high on your list. The next guy, Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's about 30% owned right now. You know, he's competing against uh, Peyton Barber, who in my opinion, didn't look anything special. Barber just looked like a plotter where he'd run one or two yards and fall forward. Nothing special. Barber is just, he's a jag, just another guy, right? So Ronald Jones, I like him. He just, 
there was something there this year so far. In preseason, he looked electric. He looked he had like a little pep in his step. And then watching the game, he was breaking off in, you know, five to eight yard runs here and there. You know, granted it wasn't many opportunities, but when he had it, he made the most of it. And so I think Jones could could break a few long runs or or passes. You know, he was doing better in the pass catching uh, role and He's still still working on it. He's not, you know, the best running back, but I could see him breaking out and, you know, over the next few weeks earning the trust of his coaches and becoming the number one running back there in Tampa Bay, especially if Winston ever figures it out. Uh, I think Jones has some some good value going forward. So Jones will be my next guy. And then we're going to talk Giovanni Bernard of the Cincinnati Bengals. And this one's more... You know, and Bernard's 15% owned, uh, but this one's more because Mixon with the ankle sprain, if he misses any time, Bernard goes into a, a workload role, and he's an auto start. He'll be a nice, solid RB2 for you. But even with Mixon, it was showed that Cincinnati surprised me against Seattle, especially up in Seattle. Cincinnati looked competent. I mean, Dalton was throwing the ball. He threw for over 400 yards, and... They, you know, Taylor, Zach Taylor looked like it was a version of the Rams. You know, they, they were just, Ross was running around. Boyd was looking good. Mixon, yeah, you know, he didn't have, do much because he, you know, rolled his ankle fairly early in the game. But even Bernard, he looked pretty good too. So Bernard's, Bernard's more of a if you need something now kind of back, you could do him. But he also has standalone value all season long, even when Mixon comes back. And then I got Adrian Peterson on this list because if you need a running back, at least he's going to get some work. He ran for 1,000 yards last year with Washington. Peterson's about 40% owned right now. So he's not a bad pickup. And the next two guys, we're going to talk Carlos Hyde of the Houston Texans. He's about 32% owned. Um, he didn't look bad to me. He he looked you know, better than he was, better than I thought he did. You know, Granted, it's his first game, and he's been on what four teams in the last two years you know if you just need somebody Hyde's not a bad pickup he's gonna be it looks like he's gonna be the first and second down back kind of like an Adrian Peterson you know catch a you know pass here and there but Duke Johnson is the uh, pass catching back there in Houston but here's the thing Houston's gonna score a lot of points and Bill O'Brien you know even when you had um, Lamar Miller there and you had Alfred Blue as the backup. Brian still gave Blue 150 plus carries a year. So I mean, there's there's still going to be work there. So if you need somebody in a flex or bye weeks or something, Hyde's not a bad stash or play. And then the last guy, we're going to talk Mike Davis of the Chicago Bears. He looked good Thursday night. He was on the field a lot. You know, if um, he's kind of more of like a handcuff for Montgomery. Montgomery's the the number one running back there in Chicago, and will he'll earn his role and be the the more dominant running back. But uh, you know, Mike Davis, if if um, Tariq Cohen ever gets hurt, Mike Davis will take over that role. Vice versa, if Montgomery ever gets hurt, then Davis takes over that role. So he's kind of like nice villain, and they used him quite a bit. He looked and he looked pretty good. He was he did it he did it all. So Davis is not a bad stash as well. You guys ready to talk some streaming quarterbacks? I've already mentioned one, Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions. So this week, he's at home. He's in his dome. 
He's going against the Chargers, who gave up 190 yards and two touchdowns to Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, Stafford went, he, he went 385 yards and three touchdowns on the Cardinals. So I like the play at home. He should throw the ball a lot. Chargers should give uh, Detroit uh, a good back and forth game. So Stafford's not a bad, uh, Brad, he's not a bad streaming option. And then my other guy, this one's not so pretty. It's Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. So Allen's still on the road. They're staying in New York. They played the Jets week one. They got the Giants now week two. You know, Allen, he went for 254 yards in the air and one touchdown. And then he also ran for 38, and he also ran one in on the ground. You know, Dak against the Giants went 405-4 and on the G-Men this past week. So... I'm surprised, uh, not surprised, I'm excited to see what Allen can do on the Giants. The Giants, you know, they came out strong, but then just became the Giants again. So, Allen, I think he'll have plenty of chances to run around. He'll throw some deep. He uh, He's not a bad play, but, you know, so if you need a quarterback, Allen and Stafford, you can pick those guys up, stream them. All right, let's talk some defenses real quick. Houston Texans, they're about 52% owned right now. The Texans have Jacksonville at home, and Houston, they just look good. They they held the Saints pretty low. Uh, surprisingly, I, I didn't think the Texans would be all that great. They look good. They surprised me. They held the Saints in check. So Houston has Jacksonville, who doesn't have Foles. They're going to have a backup quarterback there. That's always good news, so they'll take advantage of him. Possibly some picks, some sacks, maybe a fumble. Who knows? And then my next one is Carolina. The Panthers are about 8% owned. They get Tampa Bay Thursday night at home. It's a short week. Winston looked awful against San Francisco. You know, in San Francisco, had three sacks, three picks, one fumble recovery, and two defensive touchdowns. So imagine what Carolina can do. They held their own against the Rams. So I like Carolina. They're one of my number one pickups this week for defense. So that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show we got is week two of the start sit. We'll go over who to put in your flex. So I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. Till next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.